for further inquiry or counsel, please contact Living Seat PO Box 971, Boko, State, Nigeria. Telephone 044-470-824. May God bless you as you listen. Thank you for opportunity we have to look into the living oracles. We want to pray that we look into the genesis of your purpose, the genesis of your creation, especially the making of man, and what you intended originally, and what you are still looking for in man today. We want to pray that you will open our understanding. We want to ask that you will help us, and that there will be light shining upon our spirit, particularly in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. We look up to you that such things that we have never uh, been able to do for people, you will do it for us. Thank you. Please strengthen us tonight. Uh, the weather is quite warm, but we need you, Lord, to relax it for us. Just help us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We are trying to understand don't forget that I said everything we are doing in this particular contact is what? Understanding. Understanding the genesis of the first man. That's where we have come. And we are going to look at Genesis chapter 1. We read verse 26 down quickly to verse 31. And then we we'll go to Genesis chapter 2. Uh, I think we can start from verse 7. And we'll go down very quickly to verse 17. And then we can even look at 18. So I think we can build from there. And then we can branch out Genesis and trace scriptures into the New Testament to see what God wants to do. Now, in the afternoon, we came to a position and a point of prayer where we saw that God had a need now on the face of the earth. The earth that he has reordered, eh, rearranged, and beautified for his pleasure. And I said, while all of that work rehabilitation was going on, there is the shining light. Is that all right? That kept darkness at bay. I tried to uh, draw your attention to the location of the darkness, uh, but we cannot talk precisely about that at this stage. We are going to see what kept it eventually at that point when we go forward but just just to know that darkness was kept at, at bay when God walked because uh, there was a light eh? but we say that light is not it's not a fluorescent light it's not the sunlight it's not electric light it's not a touch light it's not moonlight it's not starlight not a kind light, but it's a light that comes out of what? Life. We said 
what God called for. They said, let there be light. Actually was a calling forth of what? Of a life. Of light that shines. And we saw that God now says, come, let us make man in our own image. I think it's as far as verse 26 in the morning. Isn't it? So let's turn to Genesis chapter 1. I would like to begin from verse 26 and we'll see how far I can go. Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful, and multiply. Fill the earth, and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, See, I have given you every heart that yields seed, which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed, to you it shall be for food, also to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, to everything that creeps on the earth, in which there is life, I have given every green herb for food, and it was so. Then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was what? Very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. I'd like us to note some few quick words before we now come back to understanding the construction of this man that God is looking for on earth. But I want you to first note that in God's original intention, I want you to listen to this, it's very important, uh, it's a genesis. And when you have understood the genesis of God's desire, it will be possible for us to look forward onto the kind of recovery and restoration God is looking for. Now, when God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness, and let them have what? Dominion. Dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. In verse 28, you notice God said to them, uh, He blessed them, He said to them, Be fruitful and do what? Multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, 
over the birds of the air and over everything that moves on the earth. Now, so note that in the genesis of creation, God wanted someone, a man, who will carry what kind of life? Eh? He will carry a life that is light in the very image and in the very likeness of God and we read in scripture that God is what? is light and in him there is no darkness at all we notice that the image that God is first talking about is not first and foremost the, the human face and our two hands we are going to talk about how does that come in when we are ready to discuss is that all right but the essential image that conquers darkness was that was that life that is light that darkness cannot comprehend and God say i need such a man who bears within himself a life that subdues darkness not by official administration not by shouting not by speaking but by simply doing what living a life that is light and we did some quick illustration before we closed that the Bible says the people of Zebulon and Naphtali they sat where? in darkness and in the region of death what did God do? the Bible says a light sprung up and when you read that scripture very well it was not a candlelight that sprung up. It was not a particular electrical el electricity that was beaming on them. When they said that that which was said of Isaiah may come to pass, that the people that sat in darkness to them a light sprung up. What were they now referring to? What was the light that sprung up in their midst? The Lord Jesus that came into their place. It means what we are talking about this light. All through scripture we are beginning to find that it is life. Eh? And that it is that kind of life that God desires to have on the face of the earth. In order to do what? To govern, to subdue, to maintain, and to keep the shape and the orderliness from the engulfing darkness. <coughs> now, and if you read your scripture very well, can you please check? Let's quickly check from the scriptures. When you go to verse 29, we are checking verse chapter 1. Can you point out what strikes you when you get to verse 29? Eh? Did you notice something there? What did you notice? There's the provision 
there was already a consignment for their now I want you to see it says see I have given you every half that ye seed which is on the face of all the earth and every tree whose fruit ye seed to you it shall be for food so let's first ask a question was the first man created to look for food I need to hear you again was he created in order to work for food was the primary reason why man was introduced on the face of the earth was to labor for what to eat I'm talking about Genesis now what was food to the man It was a fringe benefit. I want you to hear this before we go ahead. In God's original intention, what man is going to eat and all he will need to achieve its primary reason of being created on the earth was already what? Provided. And I'd like to say to you before we go away from here that originally and according to God's interest he was ready and he was completely and adequately prepared to foot the bill of the man he has created. And as we are reading that scripture, God said, See, to you I have given every of these things for what? For food. To you it shall be for food. Can you imagine that all the fish, all the animals, the only reason they were created in the beginning before things went wrong was to do what? was to service man it was deliberately made to meet the the need of food for man the man that God created and placed on duty had no business struggling for what to eat this is very interesting you need to catch it even though there is a deviation there is a problem but I reminded you that the master plan is still with him and possibility of total recovery is assured because he is still there. Are you getting me now? When we saw that this first man, as long as he will be doing what he will, that what you will eat, I 
and what you will drink, including the kind of beautiful accommodation you are going to live in. It's never a matter. When you begin to live for the right purpose for which he intended you to be on the earth. This is confusing you. It's not confusing you. And for you to know that God had never shifted. That has always been his desire. There are few instances you will see in the Bible. Let's take one instance. Can you please remember the farms that the two or three million don't take it for light, yes? Eh? You have not seen it in scripture. When I was looking at the way they moved, did they allow any of them to plan in order to gather and to arrange things for the next three, six months? Eh? What gave you that impression? <coughs> God himself determined their itinerary and like our sister said, the Bible reported that wherever the cloud, the pillar of cloud settled. There they settled. If it settled just for a night, they settled and camped for one night. And whenever the cloud lifted, even if it is in the middle of the night, what did they begin to do? They were moving. So, in fact, the scripture was very clear to say that whether day or night, they were on the move as long as the pillar of cloud was moving. And when they settled, whether it's for three days, or sometimes they settled even for two months, or it could settle for one year, or they were there. But one of the issues is that because nobody knew when next the cloud is moving, you just have to wait. They were all living in anticipation of the leading of the cloud. God wanted to show them, you see, you see, God was always making attempts of returning these people back to his purpose. So he was going to show them that the only reason why you are living is to follow me. Whether it's in the night, whether it's in the daytime, you are going. So, I want to ask you, how are they sustained for 40 years? Eh? They were living on divine provision. Do you know the Bible says that their shoe, which they were wearing, didn't do what? didn't wear out. And the clothes they were wearing did not tear. 
was weak. They were strong. They were well fed. They were well taken care of. Their pregnant women were so strong. Eh? You remember that even the Egyptian women that were giving all the medical care, the midwives of Egypt said the Egyptian women were not like the Hebrew women. That the Hebrew women ever before they even the midwives came, they had already pushed and delivered their baby. Very strong women. They were like that. God was pointing to them that actually if all of you were to be doing what I want you to do and you are moving under the cloud day or night what you will eat what you will drink are you hearing me? what you will wear is no problem was God able to prove that? Did he prove that? What of the water supply? Could you imagine the Bible said that rock followed them? They were drinking from the rock. Now I just want you to listen carefully. That originally man was not created to work for food. He was given a different assignment. What is this assignment, please? Eh? To subdue the earth, to exercise dominion. How? How, please? How? By what? By, by, by living and carrying a life a life light. A life that is light. Actually, his task, and we are going to read, we are reading scriptures very soon. His task on earth was nothing else. Was just to wake up and carry that life and fill the earth. The reason why God wanted him to multiply, we are going to see that. Oh God. His own reason to multiply, to have children, was ministry. It was a fulfillment of his ministry. Why? Because God said, feed the earth. If you are here, another one is here. Another one is here. Another one is here. Another one is here. If darkness moves here, he said, Let me try to enter here. He meets a life light. Huh? He says, So you are here too. Then he moves and then he comes inside. He wanted to enter through here. He's meeting this one here. Uh -uh. And he said, Let me go down south. He meets this one. That's the plan of God. And what they will eat, no problem. Do you know that in order for the children of Israel to learn this, that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds 
forth out of the mouth of God. He fed them morning and evening with something nobody knew where it is coming from. Manna. And the, the Bible reported that this manna, they made it into all kinds of things. And it carried all the food nutrients, all nutrition that you can think of. It was good for pregnant women. It was all right for babies. It was all right for young men. They ate it and their bones were developed. It was all right for old aged people. And they were living for long except when they fall into sin. Are you getting me? Praise the Lord. Now when they got into the land of, of Canaan, for you to know that God wanted to prove to them that sincerely speaking, I can I can sustain every need of your life. Can you imagine a whole year a, an entire populace there are millions now they woke up they ate they had everything in abundance. And because they did not plant in that year, listen to me, can they reap in the following year? <laughs> so you, you can't understand that when they have worked for six years, on the sixth year, God normally causes the ground to produce actually it produces what they ate that year. It produces what they will eat in the year of Sabbath. And then it produces what they will eat in the year after Sabbath. On the eighth year. Because it is in the eighth year they will start planting. And they can only start eating that one on the ninth year. Every six, six years. I don't know whether you understand me. And God said, I even wanted the ground itself to rest. That the ground should lie fallow itself for a whole year so that you can enjoy Sabbath. Now, what are we talking about? That this God, you know, I began to talk to you about God. That this God is unlimited. He has inexhaustible resources. Inexhaustible resources that even if the old unlimited, he has inexhaustible resources. Inexhaustible resources that even if the old earth were just to conglomerate and do nothing else and be sucking God. Are you hearing me? You can't suck him dry. Not just that you can't suck him dry. I want you to know that you will not even know that you are sucking him. Can you fetch an ocean and the ocean will know that you fetch water? Aha. That's how he is. 
So let's note that in the original plan, man was to be sustained while he was on duty for God with provision that is already provided. Now there are some of you sitting here, you are full-time preachers, and one of your biggest problems is what will you eat? Because you don't understand, you don't know, you don't know God. You don't know Him who called you. Or you are not doing what He called you to do. Or you actually don't have the life that He is looking for. That's a problem already. But I like to say to you, and I'm saying it with carefulness and with very, very deep conviction. And I want every one of you to listen because as we press on with this new creation man, we'll be dealing with principles. Now this course itself is laying for us principles for ministry as days are coming. But let's first settle this matter that in the genesis of God's plan, the man he created he did not add to him the responsibility of sourcing for food. Is that alright? And up to today, listen, the Lord Jesus, in John, in, is it in Matthew 6? He began to talk, he said, why do you take thought about what you will eat and what you will drink or what you will wear? He said, consider the lilies. None of them was as, I mean, Solomon in all his glory was not as clothed as one of those flowers of the field. But they appear in the morning and the evening. I don't know whether you understand what Jesus was talking about. You don't understand. You understand what he was saying? that flowers they don't wear one dress twice <laughs> that the flowers they don't wear one dress twice what they wear today as soon as the sun is going down they dress up and by tomorrow morning your father clothed them with something completely fresh, totally new, with beautiful things. Have you come near flowers before? I keep wondering, and God was so meticulous that he makes them so beautiful. Look at the pigments. Look at all the kind of things you see left and right. And they are just there in the bush. That your father will clothe ordinary flowers every blessed day. He doesn't repeat it. I know that if you know a man who doesn't wear a cloth twice in a year, you say that man is wonderful. 
that every time you see him, he just knew every day. But that's what God does to ordinary flowers. And I think Jesus is saying, if wearing clothes were to be a matter, God who did it for inconsequential flowers, how much more you? He said, and look at this uh, sparrows. He said, two of them are sold for less than a farthing. Eh? Yet, none of them fall to the ground because they had nothing to eat. So your father feeds them. How much more are you of less value than the sparrows? What was Jesus saying? <laughs> and Jesus was saying, Therefore I say to you, take no thought. I don't know whether you understand that scripture at all. I know you've read it many times. What I hear you say, say, say we should not be anxious. No, 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 no. He said, take no thought. What's the meaning of that? Don't think at all. About what you will eat, what you will wear, and where you will sleep. But do what? Do what? Seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be what? Now, listen, I know you have read that scripture, and I don't know what sense it makes to your life. I know you see some of you. You have read Bible so much that it has become a play play thing. You've read the Bible to a point that even in your heart, something telling you that this this will don't take that serious. But when I read the Bible and I came to that, I asked several questions. I said, So what do you mean? He said that's what he meant. That's what he meant. Somebody say, this thing you are preaching, suppose all of us, we stop working. <laughs> Who will support the gospel and say, you are foolish. You are very foolish. You don't know what you are talking about. You don't know God. You don't know God who calls into existence things that they never were as though they were. Do you know in the beginning, in the beginning, before the problem that we are going to talk about later, before the problem of sin came, when the man was on duty, he never needed to farm. The things that grew out of the ground, eh? the things that grew on their own, just naturally, they were food. Yam naturally grew. Maize, guinea corn, lettuce, vegetables, rice, God just said, what again will you need? You start growing for him. Start growing for him. And when they got to the land of Canaan, the Bible said, they ate what had grown of itself in the land. Which means God again even did that 
after several thousands of years, this thing that the genesis I had in mind have not left it. <laughs> just do. So this man just walked up when he wanted to eat mango. He needed not to plant it. He grew for succulent mango. He needed not to fertilize anything. Everything was well watered. Wheat never grew that time. Eh? There was no wheat anywhere. Everything that grew of the ground was food. Can you how beautiful it is that every inch of the ground was shooting for something that is what? Edible. Something good. And God planned that this man and you know that he never ran after that. <laughs> it's terrible nowadays when well, during this dry season, come and see Steve Brothers. No, it's everywhere. How people will do like this, do like this. Is that? Is that? Is that? Did you see it? <laughs> and then you see this small rabbit. It just jump up. And as he sees you coming, you say, No, you missed it. Let's go. Oh, push. It was not like that in the beginning in the beginning rabbits knew that he has missed his purpose for being in existence except Adam eat it all those animals they were joyfully fulfilling their reason for living are you getting now? By getting into the hand of man to be eaten. Everything. When they saw the man coming, they were wishing and said, I wish it was my tongue today. And the man picked whatever he liked. He never struggled with anything. All animals were all waiting for their tongue when it will, it, it will call to him that pick this one and eat. They were all for him. But see, I have given every, every creeping thing for you, it is food. Take that. The fish is yours. None of them was afraid of entering into this man's pot. They joyfully longed for it. They pursued him. They overtook him. That he may find them a ready meat in his pot. That was it. You see, may God bring you 
to enter into even if it's a little glimpse of what I'm talking about that at a point in your life you can come back in the course of this millet and say sir I have begun to experience a what you are saying. Now, this man, everything in it, and that's why when we make confident boasting that my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus, that is nothing new. That is just a statement of fact. It has nothing to struggle with. It was not a faith preacher. Nobody needed to specialize on the preaching of prosperity. You see, that's why it meant nothing. As far as you see me here, it means nothing. Because in God's original design, he never, never, never gives a man an assignment and is also asking him never embarrasses God. <laughs> Hallelujah. God is never embarrassed. Now listen, you know why I'm spending time on this? We are in the genesis of issues. If these issues are not clearly imprinted on your heart you cannot walk in the principle of life that we will be talking about even later you will not be able to step into the way of living that God is desiring that we return back to I get him now. So right at the beginning, God's man was not created to do what? To look for food? Or to run around for where to eat or where to stay or where to... No, no, no. Can you see what God did? Let's go to chapter 2 and see what God did. We are now looking more detailed on the construction of the first man. Are you there? You are not there? He was serving. And the Lord God, what did he do? He formed man of the dust of the ground and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being or a living soul. Now, praise the Lord. Are you with me? Let's quickly check. Now, I'm going to discuss this diagram for now. Can I? I can, yes. We're checking the construction. Now, looking at verse 7, what do you think God first made there? Read, read, if you can read. He made a container. Now listen, 
Listen, please. Listen, are you hearing me? What was God first of all preparing? When we read that scripture, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. What was God first of all constructing that? Eh? I need you to raise up your hand so that we can get it. Yes, sir. God was making a container where he is going to pour the life light. Are you with me at all? Excuse me. Brother, please stand up. Look at this man. How many of you have ever seen him before? You mean you have seen this man before? Eh? Even now? Eh? Even now, have you ever seen him? No. Now I'm asking you a question, please. Have you ever seen the man? What is this? Whose hand? Eh? And what is this? And what is this? But where is the man? Eh? The man is inside. Now, supposing this man dies, shall we still see his hand? Eh? Shall we see his leg? Shall we see his face? But shall we see him anymore? Alright. I want you to note, please listen, that the man, this man, you've never seen him. You've never seen this man. You have only seen his container. When he is dead, the doctors, they have a different name for this container. What do they call it? They call it cadaver. It becomes So let's note that the first provision that God first invested time in making is what? Is the container, is the body, is the cadaver. And I want you to know that you are not your body. If it is a confusion, we need to first resolve. Are you catching me now? You are a person, but who is living where? Inside this container. This is important. Please, brother, come. Don't sit down yet. Now, I wish it is possible to draw what I'm drawing.
you are seeing a container eh? and I like to say to you that this until the man entered what was it? it was a mere corpse on the ground when God finished making the vessel when God finished constructing where the man will stay what did you now do? you now pour we are coming to a matter it's very critical here don't rush it there are several issues I'm raising from the Genesis we have raised the Genesis that he was not made to struggle for food. Is that alright? And up to tomorrow, when God finds the right man that he is looking for, I can assure you, all that that man needs eh, to live in this world, and to fulfill what he was called to do Baba we do what? we go all the way to put it in place but it's not night I mean it's not tonight we are going to be discussing that but it's a genesis when there's restoration you will say also discover that that's where God is going but something that the Bible is very clear about which we should be looking at quickly is that God prepared what? a body I'm drawing it like this so as not to be complicated with the eye and all of that but God prepared what? a body so excuse me what is our body? what's our body? eh? no I'm not asking you what did they use to make the body what is that body for us? yes it's a container it's a vessel it's what? it's a house that's good it's a house do you remember Jesus we will be talking about that but let me just draw your attention to that before I come back Jesus said sacrifice and burnt offerings you do not desire but what a body have you prepared for me A body have you prepared for me to dwell in and fulfill your will where on earth? When God said, Let there be light, that light, which is light, are you hearing me? Needed nobody that time. Is that all right? The Bible said there was light. 
and he stood there and he pushed darkness aside and everything was done but God now said we need something permanent eh? we need something continuous on the face of the earth where do we pour this life that is light so that they can be permanently where walking up and down where on the face of the earth so the first need was what a container a body where the life light shall be poured oh am i confusing you at all all right so what happened was that when God finished this body there was nothing there it was an empty container you must catch this if you are tired wave your hand so that you don't miss it if you are very tired we will stop and just go for another point but what God needed at the beginning was what an empty container hmm. where he can do what he can pour a live light so let's see a light now going in but this light is the one that does what that shines but inside a body are you getting me now are you getting me now For example, this body container was made and before the life could be poured, something has filled it like this. Can I ask you a question? Is it useful again? Mm -mm. Even in Genesis, what God needed was what? An empty or an emptied container that can do what that can contain or carry his own life hey may god grant you understanding sister what do you think god was looking for right from the beginning He was looking for a container into which he can pour his life so that God's own life is now contained in what? Inside a human container. On the outside, what does anybody see? You see a physical thing. But inside, who is there? God. I want you to listen carefully. On the outside, it looks like an ordinary physical human body. But inside was the same life that was life. That when he came forth that time, 
darkness could do nothing but bow. I get me? God now decided that. Let's get a container. This teaching continues on tape two.